Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the miniatures gaming podcast. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're pretty judgmental of things on most of our episodes. Oh, yeah. It's so it's one of my favorite things to do, to judge things. But in a lighthearted way. Like, mm-hmm. it, what I, I believe it, and I'm totally being truthful But in a, and I'm, when, when I slag things off, but in a lighthearted way. Okay. So maybe we won't be so lighthearted this time. We'll try and get some, like... <laughs> cold hard facts down about oh no it's always cold hard and factual and sometimes mean but in a lighthearted way oh i thought you were just gonna say always cold hearted no (laughs) no no i'm not a cold heart i'd be like oh no haha your thing sucks Mm -hmm. but now maybe we'll be systematic about what we think yes or rocks yep so um I guess because you're saying that, you know, we're, we're very, very judgmental. Uh, one of those things that's been going around is uh, tier lists. And mm-hmm. so I, w- I was asking, you know, it's a new year. We've been kind of reflecting and we've had this giant gap year, right? And, I, and, and uh, I've been thinking like, oh, just, just reminiscing about the better times, the good and bad times I've had with all the different war games we played before. And so the idea is, why don't we make a tier list? Of so, everything? Of every, not everything, mm-hmm. of all of the war games that we've played before. Or not war games, miniature tabletop games or tabletop miniature games that we've played before. And just list all of them and say, oh, you know, like, like you said, just judge every single one. Mm-hmm. And put them in the rightful place on the rankings of war games so that everyone can know what is a good war game and what is a bad war game mm-hmm. in for us and for them as well yeah we'll if they have into why yeah. we think it deserve they deserve their spots <laughs> and of course there's going to be like you know some uh, you know personal preference but um uh, technically a lot of the problems with these games force mean that generally it's not going to make it up the rankings. Like I'm just saying that, you know, maybe your, 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 your personal preference is very, very similar to mine and Brandon's because you have good taste, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying you have to have the same taste as us, but if you have good taste, you will. Yeah. Well, we're not going to make the same list either. So people can. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously it's, it, I feel like it's going to be similar. And if it's different, I feel like it just means that, you have worse taste than me. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see, <laughs> see what the audience thinks. Yeah, all right. All right, so we've created um, a low-tech chart because it was way too hard to create these uh, tier lists online and we're too old for that shit. So let me pull that, that stuff up. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got about two dozen or more games that will probably end up on these lists. Oh, yes, top 25. So a little bit... Uh, I don't know what you call it. Half a baker's dozen. Mm-hmm. Not not half a baker's dozen. A baker's dozen and a double two baker's dozens and a, I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Baker's dozen is 13, right? So I guess the first thing we have to do is we've got S tier, obviously. Broken. Oh, yeah, describing them. So good as broken. Yep. And then yeah. the grades to follow. And there can only be one for the S tier. Is that right? Yes. So the way that we're breaking it down is that we have uh, for tier lists, everyone on the internet, they do like four or five different tiers. So there's like uh, A, B, C, D. A is the 
better, right? D is the worst. And S tier is like, often they put it as one above because, you know, for some reason, it's hard for people to decide everything in A tier. So uh, the way that, so we're being the same way. And so how are we breaking these things down? I think um, you said S tier is basically only, it can only be one that is like the top game. If you only ever play one game, this should be the game you play, right? Yep. It's yeah, it's your and if, game. Yeah. And if you've heard us talk, you will know that there's going to be some contention on this, I think, because we've, we have at least I have a couple of games that I want to put there, but there can only be one. So by virtue of the rules, uh, one has to go there. Mm, okay. All right. So uh, then. Our- so we've described S. We'll keep going through yeah. the descriptions. Yeah, might as well just go down first so that everyone understands who's listening. All do right, we, so. Do we want yep. to add a little bit of text after that or not right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. My top game. Excellent. All right, then we have A tier. Yep. What is A tier? A tier, I guess I would say it's games I want to play on a regular basis. So maybe if you're going out to play games every week, if you've got that sort of time on your hands, then maybe you play this game once once a month if it's not your top game. But maybe you go out and you have a couple games you want to fill that slot with. And yeah, I would say, yeah, so, the, yeah, I would also say for the A tier that you can uh-huh. kind of divide it by how much you're willing to purchase these games. Like yes. my, for my top game, I will mm-hmm. buy like money's not an object for getting the things I want in this game. When it comes down to A... It's your main hobby, basically. Yeah. When it comes to A, you you definitely want, like, the core products of the game. You're going to get, like, Uh the starter boxes. You're going to have some terrain, maybe not extensive terrain, but you're going to be able to, like, host the whole game and probably, like, get other people to play with you without them having to bring anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think for for me, like, along with everything you said, is uh, in terms of what I mean by regularly, this is to me like if you if you want to play it once a month, right? Assuming that you can schedule a couple of games in or whatever, like playing regularly means like once a month. Like if you're playing it one, but again, it's different for everyone. Like if you only play two games, war games uh, a year, but those two war games are X game, that's going to be your A tier, right? So for us, for how I rate it is if I want to play it at least once a month, that be, even if I can't quite do it, that'll be my, my games I want to play regularly. It'd be your ideal for that, for your A tiers. Yeah. If you could, you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if one of the other games, if the other games didn't exist, I would probably be, be playing this like, I don't know, every week if I could kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, for, you know, our listeners or, or, or whoever, we play a lot of games, okay? So, like, I understand if you can't play it every, every week. And technically, we're not playing anything right now. So, at, you know what? That's probably partially why I want to create this tier because I'm just, like, chomping at the bit to want to play these things. And now I'm just thinking about playing them and dreaming them up. All right. All right. Now, uh, Bs. What is a B game? Oh, I think you might just vaguely describe it as you want to play it every once in a while maybe not quite on a monthly basis but a couple times a year yeah yeah so like this is not one that i'm okay i'm okay if i miss miss my whatever regular time but every once in a while i have the desire to play this game so it's a good game at least good enough that i want to play it right so maybe i don't i'm not 
I don't obsess over it. Like I do the A tier games, but you know, it's good enough that I want to slot it in every once in a while, once in a while. Yeah. So I think how I would describe the B tier for what I'm willing to purchase for a B tier <laughs> game, I might it comes down to money. Buy, like the core box and might not buy like terrain for it, but I would definitely buy an army for it. And though I would need somebody else to be hosting the game. Mm. So unless it was an inexpensive game, like your B tier doesn't yeah. like the entry cost is kind of low. It doesn't need very much terrain. Maybe you own the whole game, but if it's a yeah. more intensive game, maybe you don't own everything needed to play. Okay. All right. And then uh, we have C tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say these are games that they're, they're fine, but they're basically not for me. Um, they don't, but if someone else asked me to play, I'll, I'll go play. I say play for the sake of the group. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Play for others. The sake of others. Yeah. I have random capitalization here. <laughs> I got to stick to it. I got to stick to it. Cause I've had that on the other spots. Yeah, so basically, these games, I don't mind ever not playing this again. But if I, someone else asks me, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, why are you asking me to play this? Uh, yeah. I'd rather, oh, sorry, I'm busy. I, I got to go, right? So C is like, oh, you know what? Okay, you want to play it? Fine, I'll play it. Even though this game is not for me. Okay, sure. So I think for a C uh, tier game, I might be willing to paint up like six guys. If it's more than that, somebody else better be bringing the minis. Or maybe I bring and- up... If I paint six minis, it's the idea is that I don't I have no desire to actually create this this army. I'm only doing it for others. I'm only doing it to help others. Like it's not for me, it's for others. Yes, to help, it's to help their group out because you like the people. Yes, exactly. It's a favor. It's a favor for another miniature gamer. Yeah. All right. But you know, you don't start hating that person because you had to paint these minis. All right. That leaves dear D tier, which is the lowest of the low, um, which is exactly what we're talking about. So uh, the nice way to, to, to say it is uh, no thanks. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing where if, if someone asks you to play it, you say no thanks. Uh, and if they beg you to play it, you make up excuses. And then you can only be tricked into playing this game basically you have to be trapped yeah yes or you have to really really like this person or owe that person a lot because they've been playing a lot of c-tier games for them and you're like fine i'm only doing this because you know i have to do this otherwise we're like to save our friendship then i'll play these d-tier games Mm -hmm. otherwise i'm not touching these things with a template pole all right so i think we spend way too long just just telling people what our, our our tier definitions are but you know that's the kind of people we are we grew up as like you know technical people so 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 now you can understand this is an exact science we put a lot of thought into these uh this tier list ranking system although when i actually put them into these tiers it was a little bit faster than that i think that basically by by uh, defining these things I, it was very easy to slot in these games except for S tier. And can we do this, Brandon? Instead of slotting directly into S tier, let's put everything that is in S tier into A tier, which is one game. And then at the very end, we'll say which of the A tier games go into the S tier slot. 
All right, that may shorten our discussion. Yeah, so we don't have to go there at the immediate time. All yeah. right, you want to start? How about we start from the bottom? I don't know. Well, our, our lists are going to be different, so I'm just going to name a game, and then we're going to slot it in. All right. Are we going to go alphabetical, or do you not have it organized that way? I did not have it organized that way. Did you? Oh, man, I didn't put enough effort, apparently. I should have had it alphabetical. Sorry, man. It's just in the list that I created the list of. All right. I, I can try to get them alphabetically quickly. Uh, okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how quick is quick? Oh, as quickly as I can look at this page. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. One last thing is that the games that we put on this list, uh, at least one of us has played the game. So these are games we've actually played at least once. And certain one of these games, certain of these games, we've only played like one game, right? Or even maybe a demo game, but it was enough to actually like play the game and decide whether it's not for us and to place it on this tier list. Um, certain games we've played a lot more, right? But like for this list, we've had to have played this the game at least once uh and in some future time we'll talk about games we haven't played and how we would we think they will place on this tier list in the future but for now that's that's the list of games we have mm -hmm. all right so quickly trying to get this alphabet in order i would go for apocalypse or warhammer 40k apocalypse for one that you've played and that i have not uh, all right so warhammer 40k apocalypse i think i've talked about this quite a bit so this is um to me, uh, well, first, let me just place it here. And then we can I think before you've said that it's essentially a better version of Warhammer 40K because it plays faster and the rule set's just clean. Yes. So it actually goes into, for me, uh, games I want to play regularly. So, oh, no, wait. Note B, sorry. Yeah, I did it. Oh, you destroy it. So it goes into B. Uh, so Warhammer 40K Apocalypse. I feel like already... Uh, this is not by 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 alphabetical order. It's uh, well, Warhammer so 40K. So it's definitely called about. Warhammer 40K Apocalypse. It's not just called Apocalypse. No one's going to know what you're talking about. That's We're a W, have... man. Are, are we going from, from last letters up? No, I just don't want to go through a whole bunch of Warhammer stuff all at the same time because I'll get angry. Okay, like, fine, fine. We'll place it there. In here. I already got angry. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so to me, actually, um, this is a, like almost a spoiler because uh, I think Warhammer 40K Apocalypse, it's basically the uh, larger scale version of uh, Warhammer 40K, but it uses the rules from Epic modified to be like 28 millimeter scale uh, with, with some tweaks. And to me, this is actually quite a good game. This is literally in terms of Warhammer 40,000, the best game they've created. Um, my only regret is that other people don't like this game enough. And they have this idea that you're supposed to play it with like 2,500 or 3,000 points worth of 8th edition armies. But if you were to play this, actually, you only need, um, you can, it plays fine at the same point level as what people play in 8th edition. And it's just so much more streamlined and the rules are so much better. And because they created all of the lists at the same time, there's not this dumb power creep. Um, there is some, certain things that are more powerful than others, but it's way more balanced. And just the mechanics, it has like, a, when you activate, you activate a, a like a portion of your army. So it has some, I, I go, uh, some uh, alternating activation in the game. 
Uh, and it also has, um, what do you call it? Uh, it has this cool rule where basically if you kill a guy, they can still react unlike the alpha strike issues that you have in uh, normal 40K. Yeah, it so it's just, yeah. And because, you know, Warhammer 40K games take so freaking long, but Apocalypse is streamlined to play even bigger than that. When you play an actual uh, equivalent of a 2,000 point army, you play it quite quickly. You can get your games in a lot faster with playing Apocalypse. It's just more fun, more strategic, more better for everything. The only problem is that there, I guess there's a couple of problems that that, that can't bump it up to A. Um, first of all, it's the games that are in A already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that even though, sorry? A few too many models still? Yes, it still has too many models. And the third thing is that basically um, Games Workshop has abandoned it. And there's this intrinsic important part of the game that requires uh, special uh, cards, right? That are basically uh, tactic cards that you're supposed to draw. But they obviously, like the base rules of the game are strong, but the tactic cards were were are needed for the game, but they weren't fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they need a second edition of those tactic cards to really flesh them out and to make them balanced, which they did not. Which basically keeps the game from being really well polished. However, for, in my opinion, if the biggest issue is just there's too many models, man. Like really like a hundred models or, or, or I have over a hundred models for orgs. It takes so long to set up just because of the models that I have to put on the table. I wouldn't want to play this all the time. So could you actually play it at Adeptus Titanicus scales on the note of another A game that we're actually not putting on this list? Yes, you could. The games are literally, like a lot of the main rules are from Adeptus, from uh, or ha- Epic 40K, right? Which is a smaller scale, like 10 millimeter instead of 28. So it's literally taking those rules and, and, and merging them and updating them, right? So I would say yes. But I still wouldn't want to play 10 millimeter. So to me, this just the entire scale is not something I generally want to play. Well, I guess I guess if I there was actually Epic out there, we might we might differ on that game. But it doesn't exist, so it's not going on. Yeah. You'd be like D, and I'd be like A. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, maybe the first the game doesn't exist. You can imagine a great game like this, but it just doesn't exist. <laughs> they haven't screwed it up yet. If you have the old models, you could still play it, but it's not there yet. Yeah. yeah. All right. So for you, where would you place Warhammer 40k Apocalypse? If well, we could pretend I don't. I haven't played it, so I'm not going to rank it. It's off my list. Okay. Played it. So I'm going to put it on the very bottom. N A. Haven't played. All right. It goes into the haven't played section. So it doesn't even get on the list because it does for you. It doesn't doesn't qualify. All right, cool. Next game. Okay, let's stick with some. We're on A's. Yeah, well, I should have done this one first, but well, neither of us have played Age of Sigmar, have we? Yeah, that that shouldn't have been on there. That's a mistake. Oh, all right, we're knowing that for our A's, and we will move on to a more niche game than the forty Ks, Arena Rex. Arena Rex. All right. So why don't you start? Where would you okay. put this game? I would put it at B tier, as in not quite monthly, well, but every once in a while. All right. And do you want to explain it? So 
the game's not super deep, so I don't I think that would keep it from getting to A tier, but it's extremely yep. fun and very it's not random outcomes. It's not hard to assemble a game. Other people mm-hmm. are willing to play it. The rules are easy to learn. The miniatures are really nice. Mm-hmm. But the downside is the miniatures are expensive, so I just play with other people's miniatures and only own one of my own. Okay. Uh, I've, I've continuously been like, oh, I could buy a whole bunch of this. And then when you realize every model is like $25, it mm. just stops you from doing that. And then you've got to ship it as well because it's not sold okay. in regular retailers. So it's a good game overall. It's a little bit shallow, though, yep. to, to really uh, play a lot. And also the miniatures are a bit expensive and not widely widely distributed, which also holds it back. Yep, that's pretty cool. From that's getting quite, up to the eight. Quick answer for me. Okay. Uh, for me, I also put it into B tier. Basically, I agree with you with, with almost everything besides the fact that um, for me, I was I was thinking this is this game is is close to getting into A um, for me, but uh, again, like just for the issues that you say, um, it just holds it back. It's like this close, right, yep. from getting there. Also, um, I think it does. What they had a little bit more multiple modes. I could see me playing it like slipping it in. Uh, uh, in regularly, if, if we had game nights where it was um, like the way we were playing before is we're going to uh, game store to play, right? Regularly. Uh, if we were playing with a bunch of buddies at, at uh, someone's house, I feel like this might actually end up becoming A tier because it would be a lot easier to get to bring, have the, the things with me and, and to play them. It's only like six models you need, right? Mm-hmm. And to slide that in there, playing it on a game night where because you know when we go to the store, we play games regularly. Um, it's a scheduled event. Like scheduled it's a scheduled event, exactly. It's not a general games night. Whereas if you had a more general games night, I think I might this might end up becoming a tier, even despite all those issues. Because I actually really like the game. I think so if you sat it's drinking and sweet. playing games, this would be amazing. But we don't. Sorry. If you sat around drinking and playing games, I think Arena Rex would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so. And if you started betting on them. Because then the shallow like is if you, a bonus. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Where you have the two guys, you have like a bunch of guys, they all sit around, two guys take out their warbands, and you bet who's going to win by how much. Mm-hmm. That would be super fun. Yep. So uh, yeah, I think Arena Rex almost A, but it, it gets to B. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, what's next? All right, on the Bs, Blood Bowl. Have you played Blood Bowl? I guess yeah, literally, can... this is kind of <laughs> cheating. Uh, I've literally played, I haven't really played. Mm-hmm. I played one game against myself. Yep. Um, but I'm putting it on the list anyways. You bought um, it, you own it, come on. That, I, I, and I'm, and uh, this game is surprisingly fun. Um, I'd say this is overall, just from playing, like just reading the rules, <laughs> playing my one game against myself. So in some ways I've played two games. Have you watched any videos of Let's Play? Yeah, I've watched some videos and then I played one game against myself. So that's like, you know, two games. I played one, one with orcs and one with humans. So, you know, that's like, that's something. Uh, but the thing is, I really am impressed by this game. Um, I'd say this is uh, the best. It's a little bit complicated, but I think it's overall still the best uh, Games Workshop game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. 
So Apocalypse, I think, is tier, probably right? my. <laughs> Sorry. That should only make it B tier. It's best yeah, of, yeah, that's right. It All actually right, is B tier. B tier. Yeah, you. It doesn't. <laughs> it is B tier. So it's the best uh, Games Workshop game I've ever, ever played. I don't want to reveal too many of the other ones. Apocalypse is up there, right? One of the best. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's only there's one other. Yeah, there's one other game, one other 40k game. Oh, that's too yeah. much spoilers, but yeah, one other uh, B tier 40k game. Uh, not 40k game, Games Workshop game. But basically, Blood Bowl, it's just very, very different than a lot of the other games. Um, and so it has its own unique space, and it's very silly and fun, and the entire like uh, themes of it cuts its own niche in in the gaming space the only thing is I, I wish it was a little bit less complicated i think it could have been simplified and still kept that kind of zany like fun that it seems to have mm -hmm. and even when i was playing against myself i was i was having quite a lot of fun and getting invested it's like seeing actually these two teams like play fantasy football right it's fantasy fantasy football so um if you like watching and, and, and you get to follow, you know, you know, create your team and 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 try to uh, build them up over a league and try to play it as if you were, you know, playing like watching football, right? So to me, because it has all of that, I feel like it. <clears throat> if you like the idea of sports, but not the actual sports, but just the pomp and circumstances of tournaments and things like that, like. For me, it's more like if you like anime tournaments or or movie sports sports uh, sports movies, this is the kind of thing that I think of as Blood Bowl. And so I think it's it's quite good. It's quite fun, less serious than the other games. And because it's less competitive, exactly, it's it's competitive, but it has these tier lists where it's saying like if you take this tier list, like if you take this arm this faction right or this this uh team you know that you're playing disadvantage to this other team they don't pretend that they're all equal right mm -hmm. so literally i'm i'm building up um a uh halfling team and that's like tier three so the idea is that when you play in a league you should lose most of your games and just the idea of telling someone that they can do that like that would piss me off in any other kind of circumstance but because it's sports and it, it relates to actual sports teams and things like that it's just brilliant and so i just just that kind of theme it really sells it for me well i guess that's a thing if you're if you're only playing every once in a while someone's going to be better than you at the game because it seems like quite a tactical game from all the videos i've watched of it so yes. if your opponent shows up with an A-level list and you show up with your C-level list and you don't play that much, you're like, no, you got to choose one of your other armies, dude. You can't, you can't bring that <laughs> ah, But here's the thing. Everyone expects the hobbits or the halflings to lose, so maybe it's fine if I bring the, the crappiest team and get blown out. You will get blown out, yeah. I would totally will. So, so when I say like play every once in a while, to me, I want to basically – what I feel like I'm going to do is I'm going to play in a tournament – like a league, and then maybe come back to it a few years later kind of thing. I don't think I'm going to play a league every year when I play Blood Bowl. Mm -hmm. At least that's my hope. So that's why it's B tier. And for you, you haven't played Blood Bowl, right? I haven't, but I'm quite tempted to buy Skaven. Oh, nice. Do you want to put it on this list then, or you want to keep it as haven't played? 
I just put Have it on. Have I sold you with my, my pitch? Oh, no, I'm probably sold. I'll probably buy the Skaven. But we'll have to talk with some of our other friends who have played it, and then I will go. All right. All right. What other so accessories I need to buy to play it. Fair enough. All right, I'm going to put it into haven't played. You can decide later on. Mm-hmm. All right, next game. All right, I think we make it to D next. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, no, C. Sure. How would we call this a C? Do you want to go for code one? Let's go for C. Okay, code one. All right, that's uh, put it on the list. All right, I'll start off with that. I will put it under B. And the reason reason why it's pretty simple. Mm Mm-hmm. It's because I see it as a way of training people to play full-on Infinity. And because at this point the armies are limited, they're going to expand, but like the full version of Infinity we both really like, but getting people into Infinity is really difficult to have them jump into the full version. And the whole purpose of them building Code 1 was to get new players into the game. So I think for the sake of like training new people, I would want to play it like when they show up and I, and on the note of it being very close to a, I want to own multiple armies of code one to be able to demo it to people. So it's very close to being a, but it's down at B because if it's for my sake, I don't want to be playing it. But if it's for other people's sakes, I want to be playing it. Like I would play it on a monthly basis if other people want to play it for the sake okay. of training them up. Okay. So that yeah, makes sense. Um, for me, I, I also put this in uh, B. And this would actually be A probably if um, if uh, Infinity didn't exist. I think it's really, Infinity is, um, the, okay, fine. Uh, Infinity is, uh, Code 1 is a really, really, good uh game it's basically a stripped down version of infinity and infinity is uh, mm-hmm. you know a space sci-fi game with a very cinematic kind of gameplay where you're put into situations where where it feels very um exciting and cinematic and it comes down to like opposed dice rolls and um but when, when it's your turn you feel like you can put on the pressure and then when it when when it's the opponent's turn you feel like you're you're trying to hold them back Right, as opposed to a lot of other games where it's just it feels like they're literally punching you in the face, and then you're hoping that you will have enough left in the tank. Whereas, in, where Infinity has that feeling of you're actively trying to hold them back because whenever they shoot you, you have a chance to shoot them back. And I really like the simplification in Code One, except there's a couple of issues why I feel like I, I can't put an A. The biggest one is literally just the fact that the full version of Infinity exists. Um, but the models are amazing. Um, yeah. So I guess the, the, the biggest issues are two things, the limiting of the armies, which four Agreed. is not enough. And maybe like if there's six armies, um, it just might get higher. Right. Uh, well, not really, because I, every time I want to play infinity code one, I'll just play infinity. Right. But there's a couple of things that I feel like it's possible for Infinity Code 1 to jump up into A um, is if Code 1 
like one one thing I like is the small amount size of the Infinity Code One armies because it's it's literally to play supposed to be played on a smaller board with maximum ten guys. Basically, it's with ten guys, right? You each side plays ten guys on a smaller board. I like that portion, but I think it's missing a critical rule from Infinity that holds it back, which is um, Spressifier, which really allows you to be a little bit more defensive than you can uh, in Code One, which I think. It makes it a little bit too skewed in the offense for code one, but if it literally had suppressive fire and the ability to put a guy in suppressive fire at the beginning of the game, it might become A for me. Yeah, suppressive fire basically lets you get three shots back against your opponent instead of one, yep. but you've got to yep. waste your orders to get yeah. into that state. Yeah, so literally if those two things happened, I could see myself putting infinity code one into A, especially if the people around me were like, like liked code one, more than than n4 i i feel like i could i could do it as long as i could play my hack which is coming right so mm -hmm. all right yep so that got a c and then that brings us to d do you want to guess the d game that gets i'm looking at it right now man okay drop fleet commander yes oh we uh, have drop... drop zone commander which we didn't put on the list oh i didn't put i haven't played drop zone Oh yeah, only I play drop zone. We were supposed to yeah. play it together, but then I never mind. <laughs> never mind that story. Yeah, we can put it there. We'll put it in drop zone. But drop fleet. Drop fleet first or drops drop fleet is first. Yep. So drop fleet. So this is me first, right? Drop fleet. Um I this to me is a space game. Uh the ships are freaking beautiful. Uh, it, it almost died. Basically, Drop Fleet Commander almost killed the company, but then it got bought up by another company, and so it's surviving uh, under TT Combat. Uh, but for me, even despite that, this goes, and despite the beautiful ships, this is a C tier for me. Yep. So the reasoning for this is the models are freaking beautiful. Uh, I like the idea of spaceship games, but the actual game feels like half-baked. Uh, maybe in a second edition, uh, if there was a second edition created, it could bump it up to B tier. Uh, but as of right now, Drop Fleet Commander, I like the ship combat. I don't like the drop part of the combat. And there's yeah, an insistence because of, I guess, fluff to make the drop really, really, the dropping portion part of the game. Because like Drop Fleet Commander is ships in uh sub or, or orbital combat right around a planet that you can drop things on which is cool mm -hmm. except for the fact that um i kind of feel like uh there was too much effort put to make the the dropping part important where everyone when they have spaceships they want the ships to actually be more important right and so just the the level of importance of those two things is really skewed and just makes me not want to play. And we did create a mission pack, uh, which actually makes Drop Fleet Commander a lot more fun. It basically just skews the game so that the, the ships are more important. But it basically was too little too late, and I've kind of just moved on. Uh, yeah. We did create a spaceship game, which I actually enjoyed much more, which also makes me feel like if I'm going to play a spaceship game, I'm just going to play that game that we we made instead as opposed to drop the commander which basically put the nail on the head in the coffin the nail yep. on the coffin for this game for me 
Yeah, and Osprey with Joe McCullough came out with one lately. I'm not sure I'd be that big on it because it's not not so much about maneuvering, but we'll we can talk about that when it comes out. Sure. All right. All so right. so how about Drop, you? Where do I put Drop Fleet Commander? Yep. So despite the miniatures being uh, I would say the they have the best space miniatures out there for the whole range. When you look at the whole range, uh-huh. you would think that would make it rank high, but it, it manages to go all the way down to D. Really? You don't even yeah. want to think about it. I don't want to play it. I would avoid playing it, even though I have I guess miniatures. like for even though, so even, even if have, someone came to you and you have a full army and it's painted because the models are good. Yep. Uh you wouldn't and someone said, Hey, come on, let's play Draw Fleet Commander. You're like, ah, sorry, man, no. No, it's it goes on for All way right. too long. The scoring doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. and it's just too tedious to keep track of your states. It's it's painful. Like <laughs> you look at the thing and it's beautiful, and then when you play the game, it just causes pain. So okay. it it gets all the way down to D. Fair can, enough. Like it can literally hit B if they would release a yes. good position, but they need to seriously rethink so many things. Yeah, they need to really clean it up, and they did not. There were some tweaks. There was like a 1.5 where they basically, it's basically a whole bunch of patching, but it really wasn't enough, and I felt like it wasn't in the it wasn't in the right direction that we wanted, right? No, it needs overhauling, not patching. Mm. Like, it needs serious overhauling. Like a second edition where they're like, throw out all of this, drop, make it much simpler. Like the way we did it, right, with our mission pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all then... Right. So, so I'll follow up with Drop Zone Commander. All right. I played that briefly. And that ranks one higher at C. Oh, really? This is just not as stupid. <laughs> it's not as painfully long. Oh, okay. So like, similar thing. I guess the issues are similar. The models are still are, are pretty, but I felt like Drop Fleet Commander's models are, are prettier. I know. But, but I okay. would say just because if somebody showed up with the models for both games, uh-huh. I would play Drop Zone over Drop Fleet. Uh, that's fair. And again, it's just because you feel like it's a more polished game yeah. and the game doesn't go on forever. Yeah, well, they've come out All with right. new editions. People... Uh, so they have done the new editions and fixed up a bunch of problems. Fair enough. All right. I'm surprised at that, actually. I would have expected it to be D, but that's good. All right, for me, I haven't played it, so this goes here. All right, next game. What's the next one, Brandon? Oh, I don't think we have E. No, we, we have another D. Hmm? We have another D. Oh, maybe you don't. So I'll just say it. Dust Tactics or Dust Warfare. I don't know what oh, it's called. Oh, I don't do have that written down, but I cross it off. <laughs> I haven't played it. Okay, okay. Uh, Dust Tactics is a alternate World War II game where um, basically... Uh, they decide that Mexico... So yeah, have- basically the German faction gets some alien tech, I think, and kills Hitler, assassinates Hitler, and then the, because of their alien tech, they're able to prolong the war until both the Russian, the Soviets, and the Americans or, or, or the the allies uh, are also get, starting to get tech, and basically that's where the game is. I think it's 1947, so the, the war continues because of this alien tech and assassination of Hitler, so Germ- Germans are not you know, super evil, but they use zombies. So I don't know, they're kind of evil, but they're not like Nazi evil. Um, so to me, um, 
overall, uh, I like the models. Um, some of the models, right? There's basically like two lines. There's there's this weird kind of like more crappy plastic line, and then there's this more high quality line. And and I like the pulpy nature of them. Um, however, having played the game, this game sucks, man. So this is this is the first D I'm putting on here. I've yes. I've heard that elsewhere. It's not just you. Yeah. So this game is not. There's a couple of good things. Like I said, the models and, and the theme is cool. Um, and if you like spaces, like there's there's a way to play where um, I think it's well, I think it's actually just called Dust 1947. Mm -hmm. It does. Um, I think it was the original incarnation. From one. Yeah, I think Dust Tactics was the original version. Um, Dust 1947. So you can you can play the game using spaces. So if you don't like measuring. Uh, you can use spaces and some people like that. However, I'm not one of those people. So that's a mark against the game to me. Uh, the other thing is it's just so fiddly and it's a little bit long and boring for what you do. Um, you roll so many dice for no good reason. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as tactical as a lot of other games, right? I don't feel like I'm really maneuvering. And, and the chart of like, there's like three different, I think there's three different uh, vehicle types or, or, or unit types. And then you roll a, a different bucket of dice depending on which one. And, and it just felt, everything feels like, just like clunky. I, it just wasn't, it just wasn't good. Right, it didn't feel polished. It, nothing felt special about it. Um, and this is, and it just felt game. like tedious almost to play. So, um, yeah, that's basically it. All right, done. Oh, also, you have tanks and everything like that, but your tanks can't fire across the board, which makes no sense to me. Weird. Your board is only like thirty-six inches, but your tank can't fire all the way across the board. That's stupid. So I know this like a realism, whatever kind of thing. And a lot of games are like that, but I don't like that in any of the games. And the fact that I didn't have anything else that was really catching my attention besides, I guess the idea that your heroes are attached to squads, that's a good thing. But like, that's in so many different games. Too yeah. many dice, meaning didn't feel like there was, didn't feel enough of a back and forth. It was just not great to me. Mm -hmm. All right, for you, and you haven't played this game, right? I have not. Okay. So it goes to Oh. All right. Next one now. Frostgrave. This is easy. Uh yeah, so Frostgrave, if you listen to the podcast, this, this is super easy. This is like one of my favorite games ever. So this is like super fun. The theme is great. I got to play Fantasy Armies. The entire scenario thing of building up your warband is, is fun. And of course, you play with like the most fun type of character you can in like a, a classical D&D fantasy setting. You play the wizard, right? So you have all these fantastical spells. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of fighting an, another opponent for treasure where you don't necessarily just out and out have to try and kill them but do you just want to steal the treasure and get off means that you have a different dynamic of a different gameplay and then the way that joseph mccullough like makes the missions mean like every single like time you play a different mission it, it the mission has its own objectives and its own scenarios makes it super 
uh, unique every single time you play. And there's tons but, of missions every single time you play it. Yeah, it makes different. it makes it really replayable, the expanding missions. Yeah, even though the core, like your army doesn't change as much, except for your wizard who's always getting new spells. Yep. Uh, so yeah, this game to me, one of my favorite immediate yeah, A's. The mechanics are great. It's got I go, you go bits in it. It's got reactions yeah. going on. You don't just like hit somebody and they don't hit you back at the same time. You're both simultaneously yeah. taking action. Yeah. Uh, it's got tons of terrain, which we love, right? So the terrain mean, means the uh, a exactly. lot when you're playing. You can play multiple players. We generally play this with three or four, which is super good. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, like like, and it's it's simplified enough so that, like it doesn't have all of this crafty rules. And any of the craft that goes in is for the specific missions, which means that. You just read the mission, you're playing the mission, and then you can literally throw out the mission if it's overly complicated and play a different one the next time. So you're not constantly trying to memorize more and more ridiculous rules to play, right? Yep. And, and if people haven't heard us talk about this before, they should be playing with three or four players. Yeah. I think That's three is the, the ideal we've said. There's some sort of unbalance issue. You just solve it yourselves. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I put it in as an A. So this is literally the top of the top games that you can can play these days in our opinion or my opinion sorry i have wait for you yeah i would play it every month so right up in there in a <clears throat> all right and i think we already just went through it all right what's next we've got another f that we've briefly tried because we've been talking about space games mm -hmm. today and lots of times before and that would be a very old one full thrust all right, so Full Thrust is quite old. I think it, it it's, honestly, it kind of shows its, oh, you, you go first, but like it, it kind of shows its age. Yep, I would say in the big way it shows its age is that things are very finicky to mm -hmm. do all the bookkeeping and the movements. Yep. So mm -hmm. it falls very low on the list. All, all right. Oh, another D, no thanks. Nope. So I know a lot of people like this game. I think the strength it has is uh, maneuvering matters, um, which is a great part of the game. Mm -hmm. um, and the idea is that you can also make your own ships. So you have a certain stats and you know the idea of building your own capital ships and stuff that you're gonna use to fight is very rewarding and fun, but it's just not worth the rest of the game. And I feel like, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, and I'm pretty like, sure there are balance issues from what I've heard. <laughs> and there's definitely balance issues. Yeah. So you have to like self-balance if you start building your own ships, which is, you know, not great. Especially considering how like finicky the game is. Mm -hmm. So uh, I also put this into uh, D tier mm -hmm. for exactly the same kind of things we talked about, even despite you know, those two strengths. All right, next game. All right, we've gone through Fs. We're now into G, and I think GA would be Gaslands. Okay. Second edition that just came out. Uh, Gaslands, um, to me, this is B tier. Mm -hmm. So, which makes sense because we're literally um, playing this every once in a while. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Gaslands... Um, I think it's really fun. I like the idea of the cars. The, the idea of like 
painting up matchbox cars to make them mad maxi is uh is a great idea and super fun and again very different uh very niche um and one of the strengths is you can play with a whole bunch of people because you know you only control basically like two cars in a sort of death race i guess it's more like death race not not mad max uh, it's kind of a, like a little bit more mad maxi well i guess it's, maybe it's like death race but the, the entire idea is that you're racing around with cars with guns and trying to blow each other up which is a fun kind of thing um great going in a league and building it up to try to win the overall competition is is, is interesting and fun um it's just for me what doesn't put it up to a even though i feel like it makes sense to for some people is um i do like to push your luck mechanic which is um not as common in other games where if you're falling behind you can try to to, to put the pedal to the metal to kind of uh, get up ahead mm -hmm. uh, uh, but if it fails you could possibly crash and, and mess up um, I feel there, there's a couple of things it's, I feel like the rules are a little bit finicky for me I, I, I don't know how I would simplify it because I haven't played it enough but I feel like they could get the same kind of feeling without uh, as much of the um, complication basically. yeah i think the movement's more complicated than it needs to be yeah like there's so, so many templates out there and I, it seems mm. unnecessary yeah although i i love the push your luck thing of being able to choose it there's just mm -hmm. some stuff about the game that could be cleaned up um but overall it's a good game and i, I definitely do in fact when, when i look at all these games of the ones that i will end up playing regularly it probably is the highest on this list honestly this is the closest to a tier that of this list so it's it's a good game overall and the other issue is that i'm not that into cars like if i was a car buff i would probably love this game this would probably be an a but again the theme is although the game is fun and different it's not exactly for me so how about you yeah i think i would agree with all those things as well and although you're more into cars than me i know but uh, <laughs> i think the the game plays quite slowly. We may have been playing with too many people on the same board, which might be keeping it there's down. There's a little bit too much AP because there's a lot of new people coming every time, which helps slow things down. Yeah, it's always been slow. So our view might be skewed because we've mm -hmm. always been playing extremely slowly. I think if you got good at the game, maybe it would go up. I also yeah, think yeah. that there's a lack of a catch-up mechanic, which there mm. sort of is in some of the narrative. But... Yeah for the most part it's not there so that when one person is clearly going to win the game just could keep playing for quite a while so yeah, it's got some I, sort of I, yeah. that issue. I do feel like the fact that you play with multiple people is its own like we talked about before it's its own catch-up mechanic if you play i don't think you should play with two people but four people if everyone is really good at the game I, I that seems to me like just from 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 the games we played that's probably the ideal um and then maybe it could become a game that I play regularly. But as of right now, I have it on my list. I have my cars. Um, I basically only play it to, you know, as part of the community kind of thing, honestly. But, um, but it might be above C. I'm not, I'm not against it. Sorry? Yeah, even though usually play for the community means C, this one's actually good enough if it's B. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Next game. On other G games and one that doesn't exist anymore would be Guild Ball. You, you can play it. It exists, but it's no longer supported. Yeah, yeah, Guild Ball. All right, where would you put this? 
I put it under C, just because it doesn't offend me, but doesn't <laughs> excite me. Yeah, it's basically it's a soccer it's a soccer combat. It's like fantasy fantasy soccer. I guess that's still fantasy fantasy football. Now that I think about it, but just European fantasy yeah. fantasy European football. Um, any thoughts about why it's li- literally just it's fine. It exists. Yeah, it was just it's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. It's C tier to me as well. Um, again, doesn't offend me. Some of the models are actually pretty nice, uh, but at the same time, it's not so fun that I would want to um, spend put- a lot of time on it. I, but if someone told me, "Hey, you want to play it?" Then I'd be like, oh, "Okay, sure, whatever." And it's almost better now that the game is dead. Yeah, it's less. Feels well, less. that's going to be less competitive. Yeah, because it was meant to be a really competitive game, which was... I think that's better. one of the issues. I, yeah. I To me, it's kind of weird. Like, it has the opposite... Like, it, the idea is a sports game, a competitive sports game, but it had the opposite of Blood Bowl, where Blood Bowl is trying to have that, like... There's a lot of feeling like you're watching a movie play out right where you're trying to do those like crazy plays and trying to get that cinematic kind of play whereas guild ball it's more like you're trying to play the super amazing tech uh, or the super amazing strategy of you know this person passes to this person to, to do to this person and then they score it in right as opposed to the long bomb of football where you're like oh my god he's like there's no chance left just do that long bomb and you gotta got, gotta go for it right so it's a different kind of theme and I feel like, as it is right now, I'm not super into sports, but I'd rather play Blood Bowl for sure than Go Ball. Yeah, when I watch videos of Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl will look like more fun. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do leagues where your heroes could get knocked out for a while. Like, that to me, like injured, to me, that would have made Guild Ball have more lasting power. But again, maybe that's just the, the audience that they're targeting, right? We're no longer, we're much less competitive than we used to be. Yeah, I've noticed that. All right. Guild Ball. What's next? Uh, I think we drop through the alphabet further up to I. Okay. There is only one under I. It is infinity. Infinity. All right. So where do you put it? S. You're not supposed to say that. A. A. Oh. Well, we can argue over whether it belongs there. Yeah, yeah. But this is your A tier game. Oh yeah. All right. We'll we'll put it into S afterwards, but like <laughs> S spoiler. If you listen to any podcast before. Yeah, so Infinity is uh it has yep. it has amazing miniatures. It has I go you go, it has the guys uh, no. it has well it's actually it's I go you go is I do everything that you do. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Alternating? Yes. It's a weird alternating. It's not exactly, but yeah. Yeah, it's more of an integrated term, something like that, where yeah. you're reacting to everything. So it has that. It it rewards tactical play, but it's not overly chess-like because there's still mm-hmm. random outcomes. So, so you have to you have to worry about your plan failing. You have to do your actuarial science and saying have backup plans if your main plan doesn't work. Yeah, there's a nice balance it gets the balance between having like the perfect plan and having a bit of luck. So right. that You're still like, you can think you had an amazing plan and know you had an amazing plan, but then realize it failed due to luck. So you're never like kicking yourself 
of like, oh, my plan must have just been bad. It must just suck. It's just like, okay, well, I guess at some point the game didn't go my way. But, you know, I yep. it hard. It's so yep. it doesn't. And whenever you play through a mission, you can tell another Infinity player what happened in the game, and they can really imagine what the game was like. With so many other games that are more rank and flank style, you're just like, I killed this thing, then he killed this thing. It's more just like an inventory of what happened in the game. Whereas for Infinity, you can describe it pretty narratively. It's like this guy rushed the front, jumped on the building, took a shot, I took a wound, but then he went yeah. down the next turn. He got back up, killed all the guys around him. He was like, oh yeah. They, they, yeah. They, it feels like a lot of strategy and like, and it feels cinematic like we're talking. It feels about. like action movie cinematic. Yeah, you can describe it that way to people, and they can they can see it. All right. Yes. And all right. Anything else? It's I guess we've lots, gushed a lot about it. It's got lots yeah. of different aesthetics going on to satisfy people's different interests and what they want their their army to look like. It's not doesn't have too many models. It's got like the sweet range of models. Like the sweet number of models that go on the board at the same time where you're where they've now captured at 15 mm -hmm. which that's a good number of models no one's yep. no one's yeah i think that was a, a really strong it's and it is your favorite game apparently spoilers <laughs> all right so for me uh i'd say a tier as well uh, for all those things that you said, uh, one thing that I think is really important about the game that makes it interesting is the hidden mechanics are something that was very, very cool in the game. I know there's a lot of different ways that people do it, but the idea that you have a general idea of what your, your opponent brings, but there's a certain number of units where they don't know what it is and it's hidden, it starts as a marker or it starts off the table, adds another layer of like next leveling strategy where you're like, oh, I know that you you have something because there's there's no way like you're still playing with points. There's no way that your entire army list was this, um, but you and you have a marker there. I, I from looking at what you put on the table, this marker must be the Maybe. super expensive unit, right? Like a hack tau. But then when you're actually well, playing them, you're like it, it reveals and it's like oh no, it's this actual other unit, right? It's, it's much cheaper. It's a ninja. Like, no, then what? Then what's missing? What what did I miss? Exactly. What's really and then it's like, oh, there's a drop troop that comes down, right? And then they, they can come in and flank you. The ability to flank is, is just it's just great. It's something that um, I have not really seen in other games, the ability to truly flank well <clears throat> and to next level your opponent. It's just Infinity has a lot going on for that. I and think the, the biggest problem, though, with Infinity that um, – works against it and i think it's actually it's not a small problem i think it's a serious problem like the miniatures are beautiful um the the, the biggest problem is it's way too complex and way too big yeah and they in the newest version they address that a bit to make it more accessible for new players by writing in less nested skills so they'll write more of the figure skills right on the yeah. profile which is very helpful to new players but yeah, yeah totally. if you're a casual player, it's going to punish you because you don't recognize all the rules on your sheets. Yeah. And I feel like the game is deep enough that they don't need those many rules besides the idea of, of just keeping things new and interesting for new players. Mm -hmm. So um, to me, this is just like a size issue that I, I'm not, I'm worried that the game is too complicated and technically if i were to think about it like the ideal game that i want to play 
uh, it's not a good way to keep the complexity down, right? Basically, they just start throwing away certain things, but there's still an obvious upcreep of the amount of information that you need to know. And to me, the ideal game would have less than it has right now. Yeah, there's a lot right? of rules that would come up every one in 50 games where yeah. they could probably and, just lose yeah. them. You wouldn't be missing much from the game. And it then would make it easier for people to start out. So to me, I feel like if I were to be fully honest, I feel like somewhere in between code one and N4 is would be my ideal version of the game, as opposed to specifically, although N4 is closer, hmm, that's not even true. Infinity code one, I feel like is closer, except it's missing some critical parts, like I said, right? And Infinity N4 has those parts, but to me, it's a lot farther because just the size of it. So, um, but besides that, all of the other good things that you mentioned, like this game is, I think, one of the best on the market. And the miniatures are second to none in terms of sci-fi. They're so nice. They're so yeah, beautiful. They're beautiful. All, and they have some of the best sculptors. Uh, and and uh, the detail on them is so much higher. Uh, the design for a lot of them is great. I know some people complain that it's not as varied because um, in terms, they're all, most of the factions are human, right? So the, the, but to me, the aesthetics that they do is wide enough, even though in, my, my problem is there's too many factions, not that the factions themselves are not beautiful. Yep. Like, and it's the same issue. There's just a few yeah, too, factions. too much. Oh, yeah, too exactly. Just exactly. Too Touch too many yeah, if that eight factions or seven yeah. factions, probably less than that. They, they could have done with seven factions, I think. Mm -hmm. It'd be better. All right. So that's... I think I've lost my place here. K. I guess K is for Kings of War. All right. Well, maybe um, another letter comes before that, but whatever. We'll get back to that. Well, I haven't played Kings of War, so this is haven't played, but how about for you? I have played with someone else's models. Mm -hmm. It reminded me that rank and flank is not my thing. <laughs> okay. Just because it's too determined. Also, the bucket of dice factor that goes on in Kings, in of, War. Kings of War is just, it's rolling 60 dice happens lots of times during the game. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous. So One handful is enough. I don't need two handfuls. So because the, the game is not... The game's easy enough to learn because there's not way too many rules and the profiles are fairly straightforward. So it's not a bad game. It's just there's enough problems with it. And I'm not just personally, I don't want to play a mass fantasy battle game. Okay. So that just that drops it down to C C category, where if somebody else okay. has the models, I'd play. Okay, so it's not. D where you roll your eyes when you see it, like it's fun enough, but it's just, a, there's too many problems with it that it doesn't excite you. And of course, mass battles, mass fantasy, too many, too many models, too many dice. Yeah. Rank and flank, not your thing. Fair exactly. enough. All right, next one. Ah, for the other K that should have been before this is Kill Team. Ward of Hoimer. Ward All right, where would you put this one? Also C. Why C? Because yeah. it doesn't have that many models on the board, but that's a good thing. That that's the thing that pushed it up to C. That, that gets it above D category. I just it feels too straightforward what you're doing. I'm sure once you've learned more of the mechanics, it will get better. 
but yeah. it just it feels too determined like when you go on the board i haven't played it very much but it felt like once you put your pieces in place that their actions are kind of just determined for them based on where they are so there's not enough like you basically there's the initial planning, putting your guys and you have your initial plan, but like, there's not enough ability to stray from your initial plan if it goes wrong. Yeah. So literally if your initial plan goes wrong, you just lose. Yeah. I mean, from the surface, people might compare it a lot to infinity. They're like, Oh, so I got like a couple guys on the board. It's got a small map. It's got lots of terrain. But then when you realize that infinity lets the guys do so much, have so much more potential each. The... Yeah. And strategy and the ability to push your luck. With kill team, uh, kill team with infinity allows you to swing things back and try to do something different. Whereas mm -hmm. kill team, because there's not really a push your luck mechanic. Again, if you're behind, how much different things can you do to come back when you're you're down? Like you you almost have to just try to hold the line and hope the, the luck swings back. Risks. Like you're not even risking yeah. things to try and come back in kill team. You're basically just throwing your guys away. Like you can call it a risk but it's not, it's so determined. Yeah. There's no, there's no way to mitigate the risk. If really is just like continue to fire at the guys. I, I agree. There's some tactics in movement, but it's literally, a lot of it is literally set. Not on the first turn. I'd say by the second turn though, you're basically set in your way of what you're doing. And it's better than some other games that we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is some right tactics and whatever, but I, I agree it uh, that, it's not super deep. Um, so for me, uh, it's C to me as well. Um, I actually was a lot, I was actually a lot higher on this game, uh, especially because I hadn't played a lot of for my, with my 40K models. Um, but, and I loved, there was a couple of things that it really did right. Uh, one of the major ones is the size of the board. The fact that it's such a small board is, is such a good idea. I don't understand why people don't play in smaller boards with skirmish games. You don't need to make the game super big if you make the game that you're designing right, right? So to me, that was a really, that's probably the biggest strength, honestly, in the board. And the, 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 bit, the smaller board means that the amount of terrain, you can use the same amount of terrain, but it feels much more dense and you can play a much more dense game on the same board, which is great. Um, I'm not, I'm not as against the um, simplicity and the just like the non-strategy in the game as you. Mm -hmm. um, I just like, you know, a lot of the things I enjoy is just the cinematic nature. Again, like the, 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 the benefits or, or the, the um, things I enjoy about Blood Bowl, right? Is you're, you're almost just like watching what's happening with the miniatures as you roll them out and with some strategy. It's not like there's zero strategy in Kill Team, just a lot less than other games. Um, I think one of the, if there was no other game in the world for Skirmish, I could, or if I really, really love 40K models, then I could see it becoming a B game or even an A game maybe. But to me, there's just so many other games that have all, everything that Kill Team has, but better. So it just relegates it down to C. Um, yeah. Oh, also the game is unbalanced. It's super unbalanced. So yeah, and for a tight game, you expect you would expect more balance. Yeah, and they put in all of these dumb rules from Eighth uh, Edition, Forty K Eighth Edition into Kill Team, uh, and those rules suck. 
So it makes Kill Team much worse than if it were designed from the ground up from scratch. Yep. All right, that's it. Oh, well. I, I Are mean, you I'm noticing cool. that we basically have the same tier list? Yeah. <laughs> so, far? so far? Besides the games that we haven't played, everything's the same. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. We only barely needed two lists here. All yeah, right, that brings, us, that brings us to M. Okay. For Malifaux. Malifox. All right. So, I mean, it got a new edition, but that we haven't played this game very much as the disclaimer. But so we haven't even played the new edition, but gauging from the fact that it's player base that we know wasn't really enthusiastic about the new edition. Mm-hmm. And from what I found, there's just too many rules per individual model that was on the board, which isn't an issue for your faction, but there's enough models out there that you have to learn when they show up against you. Mm-hmm. It's more of a learning the tome of knowledge game is what mm-hmm. the impression I got. Yeah. And even though there's not that many models on each side, the stat card is huge for each model. Yeah. So for the people who play it, I guess they might really like it. But if you're not a player of it, that's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't drive me down to, I would never play it, but it drives me down to the C category. Yeah. So, like, you can, I mean, you could play it. You just won't be playing it well. Yep. Uh, for me, it doesn't have that many miniatures. So, it's not, it's not painful to play. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, I, I agree basically with everything you said. I will say that um, for Malifox, um, I did paint up an army. I really like the models, uh, but I'm to the point where it's just way too overly complicated. Um, and I actually like dice, and I don't get sick of dice. So I think uh, Malifox uses... Uh, playing with uh, cards, right? Playing cards, which for some people is nice and novel. And the fact that you can bank cards that you know a future role and then you can replace it is cheated in is like a, a cool mechanic, but I'm okay with dice. I know a lot of people hate the um, the right. odds of dice and calculating odds and, and, and having the idea of, you know, your, 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 um, probability and your 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 actuarial like i keep on saying actuarial i'm pretty sure there's another word i'm looking for but like the actuarial science kind of idea of like planning out what is the best thing to do what contingencies and all that kind of stuff to me i really really like that so to me cheating the things in is not really needed but i know a lot of people really enjoy that kind of thing but the rest of the game is way too complicated for what it does um yeah, yeah, I think it's too combo-y for my liking as well. Like, yeah. Although, yeah, and the games are way too long. For six models, it, the game should be much shorter. Yep. Anyhow, right. that's not about a game we don't play too much about of. And we never will, unless someone people really bug us. Mm-hmm. All right, next game. I think we make it to R at this point. Okay. Which would be Rangers of Shadow Deep. As, a, as an alternative way of playing Frostgrave. Rangers of Shadow Deep. Okay, so this one, it, it, this one is, was really close for me. Um, Rangers of Shadow Deep is basically a first person story based Frostgrave. 
Um, first person, I guess they're yeah. Well, yeah. single player, right? Um, and I really like a lot a, a whole bunch of mechanics in it. Um, there are some issues with um, the size of the missions, the size of the board and missions. I know, like this is probably most people don't necessarily care about this as much, but for me, um, it kind of annoys me that a whole bunch of the different missions have different sizes. And again, like I said before, I feel like if you're creating this for a single player, you can make it smaller rather than larger. So, <laughs> so th it does bug me when I'm trying to create this terrain, right? For this board and you're like, wait, 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 how come it says normally 30 inches by 30 inches, but how come this board is 36 by whatever? Right. That really bugged me. And I know for a lot of people, it's not going to bug you, but uh, that that was kind of annoying. Overall, though, the same kind of things that I love about Frostgrave are with this game, except that it's not competitive. And in general, I do like more competitive games. So for me, if it were up to me, like no, no pandemic, uh, I would probably not play it as much because I like having that competitive thing, right, going on. The co-op nature, even though it's a good co-op game, um, and I like the fact that there's like story in, in every single mission and it has the same kind of benefits of every mission is specific to the mission. There's a lot of story and a lot of like secret events that come up that kind of make it interesting. Um, the entire co-op nature of it is not exactly up my alley. However, the fact that you can play it single player is freaking awesome so um yeah, that good. pushes it up especially because of the pandemic up to uh a for me mm. well you you did buy several copies of the rules so it'd be very weird if you you bought several rule books yeah and didn't rank it very high yeah so uh, if it were not for the pandemic and the idea that i probably need to play more single player games mm -hmm. uh it would probably end up being a b So how about you? I would put it down at B because there's only so many missions out there. Mm -hmm. If there was tons of missions out there, I might be more into it. Mm. But I haven't played it all that much since I've yeah. just been assembling miniatures that are now more appropriate for it. And I still need to acquire a few more if I really want to play it. Uh -huh. I will probably end up playing it soon because I've gotten I've built enough terrain and miniatures to play it now. Uh -huh. And I've gotten tired of not playing miniature games. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. So, but uh, is it again basically you just like more competitive games, which is why it doesn't get into A? Yep. Like, let's say there's an infinite number of missions. Would you rather play Frostgrave or Rangers of Shadow Deep? Oh, Frostgrave all the way because it's. <laughs> it's and it's, I, I, I like playing Wizards fun. more too. That's the whole fun of it. It's just like, bullshitting with other people over what you're going to do because your actions aren't super complicated it's more just like playing cards against people like oh you don't know what I've, i'm going to do mm. it's it's very yeah it has the dnd ish feel to it i guess you might describe it yeah that's fair all right so whereas it's our first difference our first change mm -hmm. where this is this is the one reason why besides the things we haven't played why our lists have to be different all right what's next Oh, we're into the S's. There's a lot of S's. Uh, R? What else wait, did we miss? We missed one. 
I might not Middle be. Earth Fantasy Battles. Ah, yes. So you it is called that. Middle Earth, right? Yeah. So have you played this game? You haven't played this, right? No. But you have bought one army or more armies? I've bought multiple armies. Yeah, I so, so. Um, so this is the third of the... Uh, is that spoilers? Whatever. Uh, this is the third Games Workshop game that I thought was really good. Um, I would say Middle Earth Strategy... I think it's called Strategy Battles. I can't remember. I'll just put Middle Earth. Um, so this is, this is a, a game that overall is really, really well thought out. Um, in terms of fantasy, the, they have this interesting hero mechanic where you have might and, and changing the dice, uh, switching. Like to, It's just a lot of really clean, interesting mechanics with how they make heroes important, not just by like heroes being as powerful in terms not of killing people. Killy. Yeah, it's not super killy. It's that they help lead... The, uh, like they are much more killy than the other people, but they help lead your other rest of your guys to win the battle, which I really, really liked, right? It's a really good way of doing it. Uh, just the way that it, it ends up working, right? Um, so overall, I think the game is really good. And the new edition has, has really like cleaned up a lot of things. Apparently I haven't really played other editions. Um, and I've actually really enjoyed it. Now I wouldn't have played this game, except uh, I, I have basically a friend who uh who was really into lord of the rings so he bought it yeah he was really into lord of the rings and this is like the game that he used to play when he was younger and so he was getting back into it and so because he got back into it i was like you know what i'll get back into it sure this sounds cool and it was at a time where where i guess i just needed to buy some more miniatures or something <laughs> so so i ended up buying the box um and overall uh, yeah, the game the game is fun, and there's a this really cool uh, campaign style to play, where you build up your units and you kind of make them stronger, right? And uh, so that that in and of itself is is fun, although it does, it's not as narrative as Frostgrave, uh, which makes it, in my opinion, weaker. Uh, but overall, I think it's it's a really good game. I would say if this is the only like if, if Games Workshop only Games Workshop existed, uh, this would possibly be a and possibly end up being my s tier game not because it's a better game than blood bowl or it's it's better than apocalypse i think at least the current version is more polished than apocalypse but not not that it's better than blood bowl but it's uh more more on my alley although blood bowl i think might overall be a better game for what it is so to me this is a b tier game mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. That's pretty high. It's a good game. Uh, I actually, would you part of it is because I'm playing with a friend, right? So literally I'm, I'm totally okay with playing every once in a while. It's a fun, it's fun. Like, mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, if Frostgrave didn't exist, it might even be, a, well, I wouldn't get to a, but mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it would get higher, but you know, the A tiers kind of push everything down. All right. What's next? All right, we said we're in the S's and I don't care to differentiate. So, actually, no, let's keep going along the same line. Song of Ice and Fire. Let's go for a different, right. different fantasy world. All right, you wanna go? Sure. This is one that you own 
and I only I've only played once, mm-hmm. but I strong I think I may just really dislike rank and flank games. Okay, which might drag this really far down. The models are actually quite nice. I'll probably buy some of the models to use for other skirmish games. Yep, even though they're not they're not high end GW plastic or mouthful mm-hmm. level plastic, but they're still like the sculpting level is quite nice. Just the yep. dynamic nature and the very real. high level sculpting. I like agree. They've got the realistic proportions and all that, mm-hmm. which makes not me... everything. Some of them is heroic. Okay. Me. Some of them, but it makes me look at the game more closely. Uh-huh. I didn't like the snapping mechanics of it. It seems very gimmicky that you're going to try and game the game, which I don't. I don't like the idea of trying to game the game mm-hmm. in my miniature games because controlling areas mattered so much, but snapping was so important. It, it makes the game, it makes snapping so important, right? It draws, yeah, it draws you out of the game and more into the yeah. how to work the mechanics in your favor, which I, I hated. Yeah. So I feel like that could be solved by having the correct missions because the snapping in and of itself is not terrible. It's the how snapping works with controlling areas that makes it terrible. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Oh, it's all the down in D. Oh, okay, sure. It's called play something else with those miniatures. All right. So for me, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, one of the things that really, except I have two more things that annoy me <laughs> with the game. I, I, and one thing that I like. Um, the two things that annoy me are uh, related to just like scale. And I think I mentioned this with uh, one of the other games, but like arrows only go 12 inches, which is stupid to me. It breaks the entire uh, immersion of the game and makes everything feel more like game pieces rather than seeing a battle or taking a snapshot of a battle that's, that's happening. If you have arrows, right, and you have archers, and your board is 36 whatever inches, or it should at least fire 24 inches. Like there's no way that they can only fire 12 inches when a guy can run 12 inches. That makes no sense, right? So that really, 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 really bugged me about the game. The second thing is the game felt so much more board gamey, which I guess goes along with the 12-inch shooting. Then, yeah, it's got, it's got uh, your sideboard games. mechanics going on, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, the sideboard mechanics, it was kind of cool. Like the idea that you have... Uh, the sideboard that is um, like politics, right? That's happening that affects the battle was kind of, was definitely cool. Yeah, um, I, didn't, I didn't dislike that part. It was, yeah, I think that's a cool part. And of course it works for, for their theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall that didn't, that, that, that didn't balance those things out. Uh, however, as a board game, it's okay. So mm-hmm. if I think about it only as a board game, uh, I wouldn't go out myself to play it. But if someone <laughs> had everything set up, I would actually, uh, I, I wouldn't mind playing it. So to me, uh, I put it on C instead, even though I had more bad things to say about it. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I still don't hate it as much. All right. Next one. All right, that brings us back to the to Games Workshop's world for Shadespire or 
Some people call it Underworlds or Dire Chasm or who even knows how many names it goes by these days. All right. Shade Spire. That also um, classifies a board game. It's tough. It's, yeah, I put it in there though. It's it's definitely selling to miniature gamers. Um, I don't know if you saw like a lot of the recent sculpts. Their sculpts are getting better and better. The, they they had these vampire counts that I was like, oh my god, these guys are almost are these guys true scale? Whoa. Yeah, I was really impressed. And if they continue on that, I might actually buy a lot more of these models. However, I don't like the game that much. Again, it's a card game. Uh, I actually, in terms of playing the game, I like it even less than Song of Ice and Fire, but it's definitely a board game with miniatures, not the other way around. Mm. Um, I, the thing that makes it though better than Song of Ice and Fire is that it's short. It's super short. But I don't want to have to go and collect cards. So that like literally kills it out for me because it's literally like a, a, a board game where you collect cards and you build your deck. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I want to play miniature games. So mm. this to me is is a C only because it's short. If it was like an hour, there's no way I would want to play this game though. Mm -hmm. I think if we had a group that played it a lot, I'd be willing to play it just to amuse them. Uh But it's, it goes under C. Okay. Okay. So it also, the interaction level. Is it it literally partially because of the length? Like you don't mind playing it every once in a while just because it's short. Yeah, exactly. But the, it didn't, the interaction felt a little weak that you might be going for something. The other player didn't care what you're doing. They're going for something. You're just. Yeah. There's a lot of card comboing. It felt more like a card game than it felt like a miniatures game. Like a card game with um, some, some miniature stuff or, or some, some area control as opposed to, you know, an area control war game with some cards. All right. Fair enough. Next one. Oh, if we're going to keep going with tiles, Space Hulk, but you you don't really design your armies in Space Hulk, so it's, it's a questionable one. Should Space Hulk be here or not? Let's put it in, just to make sure we have at least 25. Okay. Oh, well, no, we don't need to, because we put in Drop Zone, right? All right, it's off. It's it's into the board game, because you can't even expand right. it. Like, at least in Shadespire, you can expand, but... Okay. If there's no expansion, it's probably a board game. All right, fair enough. So we were going to put it on just so that we have 25 things, but we put in drop zones, so we don't have to. All mm-hmm. right, next one. I'm trying to work out the alphabet here. Are we going all the way to W now? Sure. Warlords of Erluan. Another fantasy mass battle game, but this is not a rank and flank because your orientation is less important here. Yeah, so uh, am I going first or are you going first? Mm. Oh, did I go first for the last one? All right, I'll just go first. You have more impression. So Warlords of Erluan. I actually really like this game. In terms of uh, miniature games that require a lot more models, um, this would probably end up being um, one of those ones that's that's up there besides um, middle or strategy battles. Um, the thing is, I feel like it's a little bit more, Middle Earth feels like it's better with smaller armies, 
Whereas if I wanted to play with all of, let's say, my pigs for War Machine, I would consider uh, this game, right? Yeah. Which is like 50 or 50 odd models or something like that. It's However, I, yeah. So I think this is a, it's a good rule set. It's fun. It's, it's, it's different. It's not, there's not so many rules. It doesn't feel like it's bloated like a lot of the other like games. So, uh, and, and, and you have those like exciting moments with your heroes and things like that. So I, I, I put this at B. I actually do want to play this more. Hmm. Okay. So maybe you'll have to do a comparison to Oathmark to see which rule set you like better because they, they both fall towards that. Whereas Oathmark is a rank and flank, but it doesn't take... Oh, so it's Erewhon because it's nowhere backwards. Yep. I don't know. I keep putting an Al in there. Sounds better, but whatever. Yep. But I guess it'll be worth comparing that to Oathmark at some point. But yeah, but really Oathmark is rank and flank, so I'm almost assured they're going to like Warlords of Erewhon more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just going out there and saying it. And are your guys on square bases or round bases? This round month? bases. Oh, well. I hate squares. Squares yeah. don't look good. Yeah, well, Oathmark but is... When a- I play, if or when I play Oathmark, it's going to have to be round bases on a big tray. That's yeah. So. yeah so warlords i don't know it's just it's just fun overall good polished kind of rule set with um yeah it has a desk command uh, mechanic from bolt action so you're, you're you're not fully sure like there is a uh integrated turn right so that uh makes things interesting um it, it has that kind of elite and fantasy kind of feel not everything is not super overly complicated which i really like it's it's but the armies are different enough that it feels different the one thing i feel like it's a little bit weird is the monsters because i feel like the monsters are, are a little i think i have to play it more but there's a little bit of the idea that the monsters are um, a little bit of indestructible or just die yeah they as have opposed their own, to they have their own rule set yeah, I feel like the way I feel like you think you would think of monsters is that that should be worn down a little bit more uh, than just uh, making a dying, big... mm-hmm. like with, to a stray shot or something like that, which doesn't quite make as much sense to me. So um, that's the only thing where I'm like, and, and it makes sense because I think the rules come from bolt action, which means that the monsters are, are act more like tanks. And tanks can die in one hit. They take the wrong hit. Yeah, it makes more sense if you pierce the armor of the hull, then they die. But like, if you like hurt, if you pierce the I don't know arm of a giant or something like that, they're not just going to die. So it, it just feels a little bit odd to me, at least the way that you think of monsters. So overall, though, I like it. Okay. How about I'll, you? I'll and again, this on. is for a specific type of game, right? This is my preferred fifty model kind of game. Um, but in general, I like skirmish better. Yeah, I, th- I think I I am less into the fantasy battles, so it drops me one category into C. Because the rules okay. aren't overly over complicated yet again, mm-hmm. I'm willing to willing to play it, but not not necessarily buy the models to build an army. Mm, okay, but we do have fairly decently sized armies because we played War Machine and we have those armies, so... Yep. It does allow us to play a bunch of these games. And we have way too many miniatures in general. <laughs> So we could probably muster huge armies of, of models if we needed to. Yeah, but they might not all be in the same faction. That's yep. All right. Fantasy, you want to look like fantasy. Yeah. 
All right, let's, let's keep going along. The W is in no particular alphabetical order, but making our way into, we mentioned War Machine, so let's just go for War Machine and Hordes. All right. Uh, where would you place it? That depends on how many points you're going to play, but because you don't have to play huge points, mm -hmm. it lets me put it into C because I own the models, and I keep buying models from them because I'm like, I really like these models and they've been getting better. Like you may not have bought like stuff that was built in the last manufacturer in the last year, but some of the stuff is really nice looking. Yeah. I feel like there was there. Oh, and they have the, they have the Javier, Javier Urena, if that's how you pronounce his last name factor or he's yeah, every once in a while, he sculpts stuff, which is cool. beautiful. He put out stuff for that. He puts out stuff for infinity. He's put out. Oh, a few other things I should really remember, but like I would just buy his things to not play with. And so he, he puts out things I like buying and the game is not yet again, the game is not super complicated, but it has the combo issue and the whole tome of knowledge where if you don't acquire the tome of knowledge, you're not in the game. Yeah. But if you want to play casually with other people, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. As long as yeah. Playing against not a competitive person, like not being part of the War Machine and Hordes community per se, but being part of the non-competitive kind of, of of community where you just play every once in a while, play at the game. I, yeah, I don't mind actually that, especially not playing their 75-point armies. I wonder if the best, like we talked about this in second edition, uh, the best, like everyone was playing 50-point armies, but I think we both felt like 42 points, which they they were playing in Europe for a while was the best point thing. So if we were to, to do that back at War Machine, I could see myself playing that. Like if, if, so, if someone asked me, I would just be like, oh, I haven't played my pigs in a while. I'd take it in, take it out and play it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so for me, uh, same thing. There's a lot of nice models. I like the, a lot of their designs are very characterful, which I love. And that's a lot of the reason why I want to play them, right? Because I have a whole bunch of uh, pigs, mercenaries, and trolls, and I like the look. And mm -hmm. if I could put them all on the table with their theme put together, it seems fun. However, I don't have any real desire to, to do it myself because I, I end up just using those models for other games. Yeah, you maybe so, don't use the whole army. You use a yeah. couple for skirmish games. Yeah, so I'm kind of just a little bit over uh, War Machine and Hordes. It's too complicated, and it has the problem with the... Uh, I go, you go system, which exacerbates the comboing nature of the game. Yep, that you, could, you, make, yeah. you could sit there for 20 minutes doing nothing as well while your opponent does important things. Yeah. Legitimately take them 20 minutes because if they're not a super experienced player. Even if they minutes. are a super experienced player, but if it's the kill, you, you have to cross your I's and dot your T's, right? To make sure mm -hmm. it happens. So. Yep. yep. So it's got a fundamental problem there, which could be resolved, as you said, by just bringing the point level down. So that now that 20 minute yeah, turn is maybe like 15 and it yeah. reduces combos because there's less things on the board. There's things they yeah. can do to fix the game, but they're just, yeah. not, they're not doing them. But honestly, at this point, like I just moved on with a bunch of other games that I think do the same kind of things better. Um, and I kind of realized I'm not that into steampunk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I realized the part of the game that I like is the hordes part, not the war machine part. Like there's a couple of warjacks that I like, generally just Kador. I don't like any of the other warjacks. And I it's well not that's not true. I like some mercenary like um 
what do you call it? Diver Jacks, the um, the Pirate Jacks. Mm-hmm. And I like the Kador Jacks. I don't like any of the other Jacks, which makes me think why, why like, it's ridiculous that I bought all of these. Like I sold all of them now, but like why I had so many Jacks from other factions, just, just to play. Whereas now I've kind of moved on and, and I realized, you know, a lot of these other games, way, way more fun. So, yep, C for me. Which is sad because this used to be one of our, our A or even S games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. All right. This might be one that you have played and I want to play and have not. Bring us back to the Games Workshop universe would be Warcry. Yes. Um, Warcry. The version you played. They've just come out with di- they've just come out with the oh the catacombs version. Mm-hmm. But I believe yep. you played the original one before that. Yeah. Just just um, so Warcry. There were some really good things about Warcry. Again, it uses the same size board as uh, uh, Kill Team, which was brilliant. Yep. Um, and it has some cool mechanics to help feel like your units are spread out in the battle, like to make it feel like the battle is not just kind of purely, you know, ramming at each other in, in, in one go. Um, but I nice felt, too. yeah, and the game was very simple, which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, but all, yeah, these are all, all, all good things. Really well so far, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I felt like it just didn't have enough game for me. And in terms of certain things that were missing, I felt like I liked the amount of simplified it was, but the things they simplified and the things they kept were um, not up to like, not what I would want, right, in a game. Um, and there's like way too much life on the characters. Like there's just a lot of like cruft in the game where I feel like if I'm going to sit down and play, um, I would not want to play that game. I would rather play like middle earth strategy battles or like literally any, almost any of these other games, even though it's very, very simple. Literally the only one I would want to play this game with is like my neat, my niece and nephews, I guess, because I'm trying to get them into wargaming. Uh, so, so you're saying uh, it's simple to the point of being boring or, um, kind of, and well, it's not, it's not fully boring. It's okay. Um, you said but I really just have no desire to play this game. Okay. So this is actually a D for me. And I might be a little bit biased. I don't think it's, it's actually a D game. I think this, the game is actually pretty good. It's just an entire miss for me. And maybe I could be convinced like, if, if we played it more and people like, it sounds like because you want to play it, I, I might end up playing it more. So maybe it actually should be a C. Uh, but I, my, my, in my heart of hearts, I, I, I just don't like this game. Yeah, I think the a lot dice of- mechanic really bugs me. You know what? Actually, it's it's not the gameplay. Like when I'm playing it, it's fine. It would be C for gameplay, but the idea of the game I don't like. I basically have a grudge for, with this game because I feel like I look at it and I think it could be so much more, and that makes me not want to play it at all. So the gaming group we know that plays a lot, like all of the box games from GW, like mm-hmm. they're always really enthusiastic about it, but I don't really see them playing it as much. 
Like you see yeah. people, I see people playing it, but it's the same people uh -huh. over and over usually. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to think of it just from that impression. Well, you should, you should try it out. See how, see how it goes. Maybe if I played it more and I had like, we had a, a decent group playing then I would just, because of, you know, it, it just becomes infectious. Mm -hmm. It's not offensive to me. Uh, in terms of gameplay, it's offensive to me in terms of playing it because of what it could be. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether Frostgrave is just better than it and the scratch is the same itch that it's just there's, yeah. no, point, there's no point in looking at it because Frostgrave exists. Yeah, I would ra I would work really, really hard to like if someone wanted to play this regularly or I would say I would work really hard to try to get them to play a different game, which is why it goes down to D. It's literally just that the groups that I play with are not the target audience for Warcry, which is like literally like people who have not played war games at all. And it, some of those mechanics really bug me. That dice mechanic at the very beginning really bugs me. It feels like such a a useless um, what do you call it? A useless novelty just to make Warcry have something different and special, as opposed to a good idea for the rules of the game. That's all. It's just to me, like having a like three, like having everyone have a set of of special cards. That is just like I have these special rules mm -hmm. for my characters, and then I have to you know draw one, and I can play it at that time. It seems so much better to me, but whatever. Well, it avoids producing more materials to sell, anyways. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't that offended when I saw that mechanic, but just because it exists in the same world as Frostgrave exists. Maybe you shouldn't play it. <laughs> to me, I, I put it in D. And I think it's a little bit unfair, but that's the heart. The heart hates what it hates. And mm -hmm. so I'm putting it at D. Well, <laughs> I, can't, I can't rationally tell you why it's D instead of C, except that it is for me. Well, I can't rationally tell you why I don't want, I really want to try and avoid buying Games Workshop products. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, hordes, right. War Machine Hordes really turned me off, but I keep buying their miniatures. Games I'm actually surprised. I'm actually really surprised at how much you, you buy. All right. Oh, you mean like probably 60 in the last few months? Yeah, yeah. of War Machine and Hordes. And like, yeah, I, I, I pick up something every once in a while, but it's just crazy how much stuff you I think because they're. I think it's because they're metal and the level of detail is good, so I just enjoy painting them. Like That's plastics fair. don't hold the same detail. So it might be part of my painting technique that really wants sharp edges. Mm -hmm. uh, without them i just get annoyed yeah. they have a lot of character as well though they do. so like the miniatures have a lot going for them and that can't hit the steampunk aesthetic i don't hate it i just would rather not have it well i'm not buying their most common aesthetics i'm buying their yeah, yeah um, the pirates and stuff the pirates look good oh and i'm ripping them apart i'm i'm not they're not stock anymore yeah nice all right what's oh. the next one War is a very popular word in this wargaming world. Yeah. Which brings us to Warhammer 40k. The big daddy. Oh yeah. All right. So where did you first? place this? How would I go first? Let's be really quick. Okay. We're are we talking ninth? Because neither of us have played ninth. No, so so to me it's eighth and third. Or sixth, whatever. What edition? You tell me. Because we played different editions. I played a lot of fifth. Okay. But I rage removed all my armies. And uh, maybe that's 
explain <laughs> why I don't want to try and buy Warcry, even though it could be good. So uh-huh. it falls into the no thanks category. Okay. And so this is Viz. So this is the third edition version of the army. We've we've kept up on like what they've been doing with the game in terms of how they've oh they've changed around how you build lists or detachments out of different things. Which this is that. third third to fifth. Yeah. I'm just gonna put third because it's basically there's two versions, right? There's well, there's three. There's a second edition which we played. Well, I'm fifth. I my main edition I played more of was fifth. Yeah, but fifth is just a an updated third right? Second edition, and then they had a major rules change on third, and then they had a major rules change on eighth. Mm-hmm. So to me, you're playing the third edition, but just the, the third version of the third ver- second version of the game. Or third version, I guess. Well, I, don't know if, as well. I don't know if everybody else will understand that, but we understand it. Yeah. All right, so... Things on the board, and I dislike the figures now. <laughs> okay. Except Dark Eldar. Those are nice, but... Doesn't matter. But you wouldn't play 40k anyways with it. No, because somebody else would have models on the board that aren't Dark Eldar. <laughs> gross. Just gross. And there's too many, and they've, they've made it worse by focusing around bigger models on the tablets. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, so so you have no desire to even play the new edition because I'll, I'll tell you, there's like all of the cruft that, and issues they had with just like constantly updating rules. They, instead of rehashing things like they did in apocalypse where they rebounced it for the new rule set they literally just translated everything from the old rule set to the new one which means that all of the broken shit and bad things like the the problem with ap versus armor value which is like this stupid uh, arms race was transferred directly just translated directly into eighth edition and ruined eighth edition out of the gate basically so stupid no, well, they've done some. In addition, they fixed some of their issues with their their list building problems, where they changed list building to make it stupid. But they fixed that with not addition. But that's just like, there's no reason. Well, we'll see if I forgive them and buy some Blood Bowl. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for me, uh, I agree. Warhammer fourth third edition. Let me let me put this. You're like, uh, this way. Well, you've already said Apocalypse exists. So yeah. you you have a way to make use of your figures if you like them. Yeah. But without having to play third edition or you Warhammer like, 40k. You like your Eldar, how they look. Which, yeah, I like my Eldar, I like my orcs. Orcs are cool, but I'm not yeah. gonna go impinge on your territory, so I won't consider orcs. Yeah, but. well, I, there's no way I would build another army, right? There's, again, just the size of the game. Like, I, I technically wouldn't have played Apocalypse if not for the fact that I already have two, like, over 2,000-point armies, right? It's like so, honestly, if they made a 50-model v- version of the game where you played with, like, 50 models on the board uh-huh. and it was two tanks and it had good rules, I would probably play that. Yeah. They want, they want their money. But yeah, the greedy assholes just they're like, oh, we can get so much more money if you play 140 guys on the board <laughs> and these papers. So uh we're gonna make this game real big. And yeah. uh they get zero dollars from me now. Yeah, that's right. So I, but they get but they don't need you because they have they just have one like for every one of you guys, they they have like half the player base they could get, but every one of their players 
buys three times the size of armies. So they're apparently fine. Yeah, no. People play yeah. the games. I don't, honestly, though, at our game store, we don't see as many people playing them. And I think it's because you've got to bring too many guys to the game store. Mm, so you think so, that even with 40K, most people are just playing it in their basements because it's just easier to go over to your friend's house if they have a table. Because you need to drive the over there with like a crate. <laughs> yes. And so playing it in a game store is just harder. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I like agree. our game store, we have a good, com- good community surrounding it who built up the terrain and yep. stores store they do a good job storing it so it doesn't get damaged but even that's yeah. not enough to get people to bring their models to the store to yeah. play to, so. to be fair people do come it's just considering the size of the community at the store it it was surprising how few people were playing that game yeah. right because it's you know hogtown plays at at um oh i guess it's technically based out of of that store right that's where where, where hogtown plays uh hogtown 40k plays and you'd think that considering the size of that club and the popularity of, of Warhammer, there'd be guys that are down there all the time playing it, but it's just not true. Because there's open tables, but... Yeah. Instead, I guess they play in their, in, in their friends' basements, right? Maybe. Yeah. I, drink I don't know. Pretzels at the same time. Yeah. So, knows? to me, 3rd edition, it's old. Uh, honestly, 3rd edition is fine, but like I said, 40K, like, you, or like I said, 40K Apocalypse is just a, a lot better game. Uh and that, so that to me separates out to also Warhammer 40k 8th, which is technically even worse than 3rd edition. Um, yeah. 9th is slightly better than 8th, but whatever. Not we haven't played 9th, right? But like the 8th version, it's just, it just does not have all of the the charm, I guess. Of, it has all the cruft built up from 3rd just transferred over to a different thing. And it had like three different changes that I liked, but a lot of them were just not good. So, and the fact they didn't have terrain rules, which I guess not the edition now has terrain rules, but like still, it was just, it's just too little too late. And especially now that they released Apocalypse, there's, I have no desire at all to look at this stuff. And actually I like a lot more models than you do, but still uh, now I just buy models that I like and paint them up and then use them for different games. And now there's uh, a new version of, uh, like there's gonna be a space start uh, Frostgrave called Stargrave. Uh, I'm, I'll, I might consider playing that and using some 40K models for that, my orcs or something like that. I, I wanna see if it does anything really different than Frostgrave, if it's literally just Frostgrave in space. Yeah. I'm gonna reject the gimmick and say just Frostgrave is good, just play Frostgrave, don't. Yeah, but people, want to use their science fiction models. That's literally the only reason I would want to play Stargrave. And actually I would rather play Frostgrave. There's almost no way that I would, like I'm playing Infinity already, which is a science fiction thing. So I don't, but at the same time, if I want to play with my orcs, maybe I'll end up having to play, have to play, you know, another game in a Star Stargrave, even though it's just possibly, we don't know, right? Nope. We know that it's, the rules are going to be similar to Frostgrave because he said it's basically along those same lines, but the actual, like if there are no wizards, the game and everyone has laser guns, everyone is ranged. It changes the game entirely, right? So it might be a very, very different game in terms of how it plays, even if it uses the same base mechanics. So mm-hmm. I, we do have, I do have to see uh, how it goes. At that point, I worry it competes with Infinity, and then it's gonna miss. It's uh, that's really yeah, maybe it might. I might end up using Infinity models, and literally the only reason I would play Stargrave is to use 
my 40k armies miniatures mm -hmm. <laughs> that's but you know what that's a good reason so i might end up playing it but like my point is i wouldn't play 40k <laughs> all right which almost brings us to talking about necromunda but we both intend to play necromunda because it fits into mm -hmm. that sort of category but we have not so yeah again though these are games that we haven't played so that's that's, that's for another time so mm -hmm. is that our entire list nope oh yeah, really there's more alphabet left what x-wing <laughs> you're calling it a board game and be like no it doesn't oh no no x-wing x-wing is great honestly no, yeah, it is has super super building. polished it has yeah. less building and it has like free form movement mostly free form mm -hmm. it's not square. and i love the next leveling right where you're trying to figure out what, where to go um so to me this is uh, a b game i'm actually slightly a little bit sad that we don't play this uh more now now there's a, a major issue with it is that all those cards are so stupid and i don't care about any of the x-wing ships besides the original trilogy and things that are were inserted into the original trilogy i don't like the look of the um of the, the prequels or the models that came afterwards or any of the scum and villainy stuff that's not canon yeah i would say you should be forced to play within a certain era <laughs> yeah so so that's that's my opinion mm -hmm. uh, and there's way too many cards it has this like fantasy flight carditis where it's it's just too many cards and too many upgrades on all of the ships um which i really don't like and again because of all of those ships they kind of make the game a little bit um it, it kind of removes a lot of the intricacy and, and the fun of the base game which is just the base game is just really strong of like secretly choosing your movement and then revealing them and moving and seeing if you can if you chose correctly to shoot the other guy in the back like to, to be on their tail instead of the other way around that entire gameplay is should be the core and there's just too many upgrades that warp it so it ends up being about list building as opposed to gameplay which weakens the game to me mm -hmm. a lot and also you don't paint your minis which is not great which which leads it to me as a as b i do want to play this a little bit more than never okay how about you so i would rank it lower yet again which i think i've been more critical than you have putting more things in lower tiers but i would rank it down at c just because okay. of low replayability that really yeah it doesn't have a mission system out there uh -huh. that most miniature games try to create uh -huh, to that's true make different things go on plus the fact that there aren't that many ships on the board is also a downside for when it comes to replayability because if you aren't going into new scenarios you're going to find a lot of the same things happening over and over. Plus, without more detailed scenarios, the dogfight, like the game may be over like halfway through the game, but then you're just kind of playing out the other half of the game mm -hmm. for the sake of just resolving things, which isn't yeah. such a good thing to have in your metric game either. So those yeah, I agree. Missions would be a lot better and turn limits. I mean, I don't, I don't want to dedicate energy into the game. Yeah, that's true. Although I do have a whole bunch of miniatures. So to me, when I say play every once in a while, like it's not regularly, I don't want to play once a month. But if, if I took it out, if we took it out and played like, I don't know, three missions once a year, watch Star Wars, put it in the background, play three missions that kind of play through like the first movie kind of thing. Again, putting on our own missions. And there are missions, it's just not the main way to play. Uh, I would consider 
I, I would, I want to do it actually. I have all these minis. I haven't thrown them out. I haven't sold them. Did you sell your X-Wing? No, I want to get rid of it because it's either that or get the upgrades. And I don't want to get the upgrades to bring it into the new edition. Fair so, enough. Yeah. I, I bought the upgrades, which is a ridiculous cost. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't get, it's hard to get rid of them because they don't come with the cards. Mm-hmm. So, and they've got the wrong bases. It's, it's hard to, yeah. like I'm close to throwing them in the garbage. Yeah. Try to sell them. Maybe it, it, you can sell them for 10 bucks or something. Who knows? I'll just give them the game yeah. started. Okay. Yeah, I really think they they missed the mark if they put the mission system as official. I think that would have really helped, but yep. alas, they did not. To me, though, that that base gameplay is so good. Oh, it is. It's base gameplay yeah. is fun, but you can't. Yeah, to me, I, I'm treating it as when I say replay it, like play it. I think about it as um, like a board game, like just a good board game that you want to take out and play. Which which means that if you play it as a board game, you can limit the the miniatures to. Um, basically the original trilogy and then i don't mind playing it every once in a while like i said like drafting (laughs) yeah or you could do drafting yeah i think that's that's definitely a a thing you can do all right so we got all the way to x did we miss anything no we there's a lot of games i realized even just this many i think next time we do uh a list we should we should definitely go through them more quickly um that said, last thing to do is top games. So your top game? Oh, I already said it from the beginning. I already said so much good about Infinity. Just put it there. Done. All right. Why is Infinity on S and Frostgrave on A? It's just you like it more overall? Ooh. Infinity's just deeper. Like okay, the amount of things you can do in Infinity, mm-hmm. like you can keep up with new creative ways to play Infinity. Like you can like pretend your army is something else. You can keep big parts of your army off the board to fake what's going on. In Frostgrave, you know what's going on. Like your opponent's got this, you've got this. And yeah. it's kind of more just like a, a negotiation and like intimidation, like right at the person, almost like playing poker, which is fun. Mm-hmm. But Infinity, you don't have to say anything, which is bad etiquette, but like... The, just the just idea the, of it and the next leveling and the, the, the strategy is definitely deeper in infinity than Frostgrave. I, I feel like infinity is the, the, the deepest of these games that we've played. Like the list building is so incredibly deep in Frostgrave, which I have nothing against this is that now your lists are more in the second edition, more uh-huh. fixed because you can't take all top tier guys, which is good because now things aren't going to get way out of whack when one person says a bunch of guys die and has to buy new ones. And someone else has all more, more elites. Now you're topped out at four elites. So the armies you're going to see on the board, like, and the difference between from one model to the next, the biggest difference between models and Frostgrave is do they have a bow or crossbow or do they not have a bow or crossbow? That's, that's the biggest difference between figures in Frostgrave. In Infinity, there's high armor troops that yeah. armor can make a serious difference, whereas in Frostgrave... Well, no, there's definitely high armor in Frostgrave. But it's not as... Versus low armor. It's not as imposing as high armor. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is like Frostgrave is about the wizards, right? Like the 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 troops are the difference in troops are a lot less important, and it's all about your wizard and your wizard spells, which is exactly what I want from the game. But I could see you're saying in, in terms of depth, in terms of building your lists, the entire list building game of Infinity is great and very fun, and also 
the type even of though you build your lists, the game doesn't end there, right? When you put it on your on the table, there's so much you can do to counteract the opponent's list. Yeah, because each of your guys can move over and over for all your orders you get. Just the the puzzling you can do to create like different ways of attacking, defending. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many ways of attacking and defending available. Like yeah. if you smash them or you shoot them. In Infinity, you've got hacking going on, so you, you can attack through walls. Yeah, flanking, cool. flanking, surprise attack, just like maneuvering. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The creative ways you can come up with to win are. Yep, really interesting. All right. Now for me, I don't know the way that we talked about it. Uh, I don't know if you can guess which one my top game is, but it is Frostgrave. Yeah, I thought it might be because you know, like, eh, I don't know if I want the super competitive. Yeah, hard puzzle. They're, they're, like, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I just over this time where we haven't been playing, like, in fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, Infinity was probably my top game. Uh, but over the time of the pandemic, it's kind of made me kind of reflect on what I want from a game, and Frostgrave is it. I love the campaign aspect and I love the multiplayer part of the, of the game. Those things are really something that infinity, although I love the competitive aspect, but it's not like, you know, infinity is still an a game and I still want to play it regularly. And I'll probably end up playing infinity more than Frostgrave, but I think it's possibly because of the ability to play infinity more, right. More than the game that it, more than the, the game it, more than whether I like the game more or whether I want to play it more. Just the Frostgrave, the, I like the idea of just the storytelling and the exciting things that are happening. And I love the idea of playing with multiple players to have this kind of chaos and this, this fun. And I love the, the stories that come, again, both Infinity and Frostgrave have a lot, have a lot of stories that come out of the game. But just the um, idea where you have your um, campaign for Frostgrave where you're a wizard and is trying to build up things and, the, and it comes back the next game where that, that lends itself a lot more con- like consistent gameplay that kind of builds up and, and, and makes it a lot more fun to me. Especially yeah, like you just sit down after a game, that, like a hard-fought game where you all roll down and you roll for, for uh, survival. <laughs> at the very end of all the characters you kill and just seeing the person across the table, seeing where they're like, oh my God, my, my favorite character just died with the best piece of equipment, right? Or it's just, and, and rolling for the treasures that you got is a great part of the game that kind of just builds the story every single game. And especially when you play those long campaigns where, where, where the first game, you know, it, it starts light, but it just kind of every game that you played when you build up your, your, your characters, it just feels like it's building and building and building. Like every, any one game of Infinity, especially one-on-one, is going to be more exciting and more fun. And like, like we said, like cinematic, right? But just that whole building and Frostgrave of the campaign just puts it over the top to me. And don't get me wrong, I love yeah. both games. It's just Frostgrave. Yeah, I'm not as big on campaigns as you are, so that's why yep. I wouldn't rank yep. much higher. But I, the campaign is enjoyable in Frostgrave. It's not not so super deep that you're not trying mm-hmm. to. It's not a. It's not a D and D ish game. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Yep. And honestly, games. I think that Frostgrave and Infinity are a great pair of games to play, to because they scratch different niches right? Mm-hmm. One is like literally yeah. fantasy and one is science fiction, right? Yeah. 
Um, but like like we said, they're they're what they do is a lot different, which um, it just yeah, depends honestly, on what you want more, right? In Frostgrave, you could pull three treasures and your opponent only pulls one. You're like, oh, I won. But then what your opponent rolls up after for the treasures, like, oh, I got yeah. this amazing item and you just got a bit of gold and like a spell you could learn. Ah, sucker. I got one. <laughs> yeah, like a spells that you don't care about, a bunch of yeah. tomes. And you're, they're like, oh, I can't even sell this because these are tomes uh, of like your off, off thing. And then you could have rolled, what is it? The best item is like a, a staff of power three, right? Which is, I think, the best item you can roll in general. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Staff of Power Three doesn't sound exciting, but it's very good. <laughs> You've got the one treasure, only one treasure out of like the ten treasures on the board. Staff of Power Level Three. Maybe that sounds better than the just the Staff of Power Three. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's our tier list. Um, so for me, I guess. Uh, the games, top level Frostgrave, and then the other games uh, that are, are A tier, Infinity and Rangers. And then uh, B tier, the ones I would pick out were our Middle Earth Strategy Battles, uh, Warlords of uh, Erluan, and Blood Bowl, Arena Rex. Oh, and Gaslands. How about you? And the other ones, I'm just like, eh, who cares? Yeah, that's How about you? Yeah, so we went over it again. Like, Infinity's my top game because I guess I like more competitive aspect of it than as amongst the A games. I thought I could put more games in my A tier, but the last they were not. It was only Frostgrave coming in the A tier, followed by in the B tier of things I would want to play every once in a while are Arena Rex, more Infinity just in the form of Code 1, Gaston. Shows you really like Infinity, yeah. <laughs> it's both uh, A and B. Well, I said before I don't want to play Infinity for me. I'll play in Code 1. Yeah, yeah for other people. Gaslands, just because it's fun to go vroom vroom with little toy cars. And then Rangers of Shadow Jeep Deep, possibly because it scratches the itch of being like a puzzle game. Yeah. I think one of the things for me is that I I, I might as well just mention my other B tiers is, is 40K Apocalypse uh, and X-Wing. Um, I feel like I have a lot more games that I want to play every once in a while. Like a lot of these games are probably like once a year games, honestly. Well, to be fair, you own way more games than I do. So it makes more sense. You have more games <laughs> up higher. That's fair. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these games are like once a year things. Like I don't mind if I played X-Wing once a year or, or even every other year, honestly, at this point. <laughs> uh, but you know, they are there. I do want to play them every once in a while. So yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, that's our super long list, which we thought yeah. was kind of short, but you know. Yeah, I thought it was going to be quicker, but I guess we had a lot to say about these different things. Yeah. The the next one is going to be, I think, shorter, and uh, and we'll definitely make it shorter because there's a lot there's games. Yeah. Uh, but there's yeah, exactly. Uh, which is the games we haven't played and our tier list of which ones, uh, of where they sit on on wanting to play them basically, and, th- and our 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 thoughts on. I guess basically guesses on which one we think we're going to like more. Or our impressions from afar. Yeah. I guess a lot of it is probably has to do with just marketing. Uh, I think about it. How good are these games marketing uh, is our next tier list. Um, yeah. But uh, that's basically it. Uh, if you have uh, a tier list or you want to argue with us or you want to tell us, you know, tell us that our, 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 um, uh, our, what the, the games that we enjoy are just 
stupid and terrible and it's entirely backwards, then uh, get better taste. But, you know, tell us. Tell us to our faces virtually on online. On yeah. Facebook, yes. Come yeah. On. And, yeah, so you can find us on uh, Facebook. Tell us uh, what you guys think. Uh, or you can email us at um, contact at diceovereverything.com. Or you can, uh, I don't know, find us wherever. Oh, on our site, diceovereverything.com as well, if you want to see more uh, uh, stuff. And you can just, find more of the podcasts. Yeah. Facebook's where we post stuff that we're up to, and you can join in showing what you're working on. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? That's it. All right. Bye.